Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness Podcast. And on today's show, I have Simple Mouthful. How you doing, sir? I'm good, Ray. How are you? Oh, I am doing good. I wanted to bring you on the podcast today because right now you are currently a client at Bosma Center for Visionary Solutions for the Blind. And I just wanted to learn a little bit about what things you are um, being taught at our center. Um, just a little bit about your story and uh, what you want to do after you leave our center. So, uh, so but you are originally from Zimbabwe, correct? Yes, I was uh, born and raised in Zimbabwe. And I came to the U.S. Uh, when I was uh, 25. And when I came here, I went uh, uh, to school, uh, to college. And uh, I first began my life in the U.S. in Michigan. I went to college in Michigan. I was, uh, I was a student at Siena Heights University in Michigan. And when I got done with uh, school, I um, I mean, I began working here and I started, I mean, I got married and I've been here ever since, so. Okay, so um, in Michigan, uh, what did you major in? I majored, I majored in computer information and systems. Mm -hmm. That was uh, what I started and uh, I had been um, working in, in that field from my days back in Africa and I went to school for that back in Africa, so I came here to, you know, uh, get better training and more advanced training in the field and uh, I built a career in that field uh, I mean over the past you know many years so yeah, I love computers I'm a geek <laughs> I'm a geek so That's a good yeah thing. yes so um, once you left Zimbabwe at that time were you um, still sighted yes actually I was sighted uh, I lost my sight about a year ago okay yeah it was um, something that was kind of unexpected because uh, I pretty much had a uh, 20-20 uh, vision until maybe two days before I went blind. It mm. was a certain change. I got, I mean, I got sick and uh, within about um, uh, five days of me getting sick, uh, that infection had got to my eyes and I lost my sight within five days of being sick. So. So there were no signs. No or signs. Like nothing. That? Yeah, I had. Uh, I mean, I got. I mean, I got an infection which, within uh, maybe two or three days, found its way into my eyes, and within maybe two days of my eyes, uh, you know, having any symptoms, I went blind. So were, did you just wake up and then you just couldn't see anything? Actually, I the day before I went blind. Um, I had been advised by my doctor to go to the ER okay. because uh, I had some other, you know, symptoms just from the infection being in my bloodstream. I had other symptoms like pain and aches and fever, no appetite and so on. It was a typical, you know, I mean, a, a infection. Nothing that seemed to imply a vision, you know, right. loss that was, you know, I'm coming down the road. And then uh, the day that I uh, I lost my sight. I had begun to to see that uh, my right eye was a bit blurry. It was just a minor, you know, issue. But I called my doctor, and he told me just go to the, you know, I mean, go to the, I mean, to the, I mean, to the ER. And the ER told me, well, we'll keep you for the night. And that night turned into uh, five weeks. So that was quite a, yeah, quite a big adventure there. So. But anyway, the thing was, uh, yeah, 
I got to the ER and the following day, I lost my vision. It was just that sudden. So at that time, were you still uh, pursuing your degree or did you already obtain it? Actually, that happened uh, one year ago. That was after my degree. Okay. Because I, I, I mean, I finished school back in 2006. Okay. So this has been, I mean, this was many years later. Yes. Yeah. So what were you doing at that time? Were you working at that time? At that time, I was working, yes. I was working in the computer field and uh, I was uh, working for a local computer company here. And I was a field service engineer for them. So I went to uh, work uh, one Monday, and I had no clue that that would be my last day at the office <laughs> because uh, by that Sunday I was blind. So that was a sudden change. So, so what, how, did you, how did you feel when you found out you, you wouldn't be able to see? Did you get a second opinion or did you? Well, for me, really. Uh, there was no, I can say, you know, there was no chance for second opinion because uh, I got so sick that I was, you know, like happy. I mean, like I went to the ER and I stayed, pretty much I stayed there until uh, four weeks later because I was just that sick. Yeah. I didn't have time to shop around for a different doctor or anything like that. I was like, okay, let's treat you because this is something that you know can kill you if you know we don't act now so i really didn't yeah and then you know in the nature i mean of what happened to my eye was just so bad that uh, uh, really there was not a much time to save the eye because uh, it went from bad to really bad very quickly were to you know i mean uh, and uh, i mean and i could tell that you know whatever had you know taken place there was no going back i mean it was just that bad okay. i knew that uh, you know um but you know i still had hope that maybe you know the doctors you know might serve some vision but within a few days it was clear that you know the damage was too great and yeah it was one of those situations it was yeah I just knew that okay, this is yeah. I mean, there's no going back from this. So, so were you married at the time? I was married, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, how, how did your wife take that? It's uh, something. I mean, uh, losing sight is something that's very hard for both the person losing the sight and their spouse. It's a, uh, I can say, it's a joint loss. Yeah. You both go through the you know, uh, loss together and the grief, and you both you know, support each other and you help each other but you go through a similar kind of pain because uh, you know you you know don't want to lose vision and you don't want you know i mean your life to change and they too feel the same way they don't want you know the person that they have known to certainly you know be someone that has these new challenges and yeah, because they care for you and they love you you know they feel the hurt and the pain and it, it was tough you know for both of us and uh, but the good thing is, you know, we've been able to lean on each other, you know. Yes, that's wonderful. And it's, it was good to have someone, you know, by my side at that time, you know, because it was a, because my life changed very quickly in a drastic way, and it would have been even more difficult if I was just by myself. So, yes. so do you feel like you lost some of your independence at that time? Yeah, I'm sure I would say immediately. Yeah. Uh, after the vision loss. 
I felt like you know I was not equipped for that uh, new life. I began, I'll say probably from day two, not day one, but day two, <laughs> to start to learn certain things, or certain skills that I really, uh, uh, you know, I'm called teach myself at that time. Like just, you know, basic things, you know, like how to, you know, I'm dressed up and, you know, take care of yourself, just basic skills at first, you know, because, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you just feel and just assume that okay since I don't have sight I probably can't do a lot of things anymore but then you find that you still have a life to live you still have things to do yes. and you can't always depend on people to you know do stuff for you yes. so I began from day two to start to learn certain skills bit by bit you know things that I did before with sight but which I now had to do differently without sight so, so that was kind of you know yeah so yeah, what, what type of things were you doing? Like, I know, uh, what did you like try to teach yourself how to, you know, use a cane or just try yeah. to figure out what your house looked like, try to get a better idea yeah. of that? Okay, for me, I uh, actually, uh, the life at home kind of, you know, um, was put on hold for like maybe six weeks because I was away from home for about six weeks. Mm. And uh, while I was away from home getting, you know, some treatment at the hospital, I had to learn to function in that environment without sight. So the first six weeks of my, you know, life as a blind man was spent in that in, in that environment, you know, where I had to learn to function, you know, uh, with some, I would say, uh, help uh, from the physical therapists okay. and um, the staff. But they weren't really trained to teach blind people. <laughs> they tried their best, but it wasn't what they were trained to do. So really, it was really more, I mean, more up to me to kind of come up with ways to do things, you know. And uh, I I think for uh, someone that was new to blindness, I think I did a decent job, <laughs> you know, to get myself, you know, some basic skills, you know, how to take care of myself, you know, and uh, when I was discharged and I went home, I had to again, you know, teach, I mean, start teaching myself some basic skills, like uh, basic cane skills that I, you know, thought might help me. I had no, you know, I had no formal uh, training in terms of how to use a cane at that time. So I kind of had to kind of teach myself a few basic things I thought might help me and uh, how to, you know, uh, do things at home, you know, things that I normally so, did. So, yeah, so you kind of took things in your own hands until you were able to um, find out about Boswell. So, how did you actually find out about Boswell's rehab center? We knew about Bosma before I got blind because we lived on the west side of Indy. Uh -huh. So, we drove past Bosma and we saw Bosma on you know, TV. So, as soon as uh, I lost my sight within the first week, my wife and I had made the call to Bosma to see if I could come and get help at some point. It was something that kind of came to mind as one of the first things, you know, to do. Yes. Because we knew that I needed some help to get training and, you know, to get help. Because I knew that uh, I couldn't teach myself everything. 
and uh, I knew I had a lot to learn. Yeah. So I knew that you know I need help, and uh, we did make that call almost, you know, just immediately after I lost my sight. That's great. And both mom, yeah, was very helpful. That's great. So what have you uh, been learning uh, since you've been at the rehab center? Uh, a lot. Uh, as someone that had uh, been working in the computer field or IT field, of course, uh, I did computing a lot, both uh, in my personal life and my work life. So the first thing that I wanted to learn how to do again, which I thought I couldn't do ever, was to use a computer. Get on a computer. So was you, let, me, let me stop you. Were, <laughs> you were, were you familiar with JAWS? Or was no, that like, wow, this I is... Had, this I is. had no clue how that was any such thing such as JAWS. So I thought to myself, well, I guess I will never use a computer again. And for someone like me, you know, who lived and breathed and computers, that was a tough, you know, thing, you know, to think about and to possibly face, you know, having, you know, no chance to use a computer. And uh, for the first month at home, I really didn't use a computer because I didn't, you know, know about like, you know, JAWS or any such tools. So that was a tough month for someone like me. Yes. But then... Um, I happened to uh, get to know that uh, there was a, there was a blind expo uh, in 2019 in Indy, and I went there. And when I was there, I went I went past a booth where I heard someone typing, and I heard what I thought was uh, his computer or the keyboard. I didn't know which is which. <laughs> You know talking to him so i spoke to the guy and said where can i get you know that keyboard you know that talks he told me it's not the keyboard that's talking it's software called jaws so that's how i got introduced to jaws and computing when you're blind and uh, yeah so that was kind of my introduction to the fact that i can still do computing without sight and without vision so that yeah. was definitely big for me. It was huge. It was a life changer. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So are you using your, uh, do you have a smartphone right now? I have a smartphone. Okay. Actually, it was one thing that uh, when I lost my sight, I thought I'd never use again because uh, I couldn't see the screen. Yes. And I said to myself, well, I guess, you know, my cell phone days are over because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might have to buy one of those, you know, old, you know, flip phones, you know. Right. But then, um, uh, I recall that um, my phone had, you know, Siri, which I didn't use much like when I outside. I didn't use Siri, but I knew it was there. So I thought, well, maybe I can still use, you know, I'm Siri. And we turned on I'm Siri, and I used that, and it worked great. I could at least, you know, say something, and the phone would do it. And then... Uh, Later on, we started to check what else it could do, like just, you know, check the phone settings mm -hmm. and came across a voiceover. Said, oh, wow, turn that on. We turned it on. And found, well, now that made me, you know, like able to, you know, touch the phone screen. And it told me what, you know, what my finger, you know, I mean, it touched or pressed. And that did actually, you know, give me the power to use my phone again. So I could empowered you, so it opened oh, yeah. up a whole new world. Oh, just a few buttons, and knowing that his voiceover was on the phone, it allowed you to just 
make your own calls and be even more independent. VoiceOver did that to me because uh, it's one thing, you know, to say something to Siri and she does it for you, but when you're doing it yourself, you know, yes. it gives you a whole new level of control and yes. power and confidence and that was huge for me. I felt like I got a piece of my, you know, independence back because prior to that, my wife actually would, you know, uh, read my texts for me and send them for me on my phone. So, <laughs> so if someone, so if someone sent me a text message, I'd wait for it to come from work and check them and respond to them. <laughs> so, you can imagine how inconvenient that was, you know. Oh yeah, you gotta wait on somebody else. Yes, I exactly. understand. Exactly. I understand. Yeah. So the people that were sending something to me would be like, "Why is people taking so long to respond?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what we were doing. But after I learned about, you know, I'm mean, voiceover. Oh man, I could do a lot on my phone, send text messages, make calls, use apps, you know. And yeah, but then that was really, you know, something that I wanted to learn because I depended on I mean, my phone and my computer a lot just to do things day to day in my life. Yeah. So, so yeah. So do you uh, are you doing braille right now? Have you started? Braille that now that yeah, I'm doing braille. It was one of my. Uh, main goals when I came to Bosma, I wanted to learn Braille because I felt like uh, when I lost my sight, I couldn't write or read anymore because the text that you know people wrote, I could not read that, and whatever text or print that I wrote, I couldn't see it. So I thought, you know, I felt like okay. Technically, I'm, I can tell, I can say to myself, I can't read and write anymore, because whatever people I'm mean, write on paper, I can't see. Whatever I write, I can't see. So I wanted to learn Braille so I could you know, be able to, you know, physically write something myself on a piece of paper or read it. Yeah. So cause it, it, once again, that empowers you and that makes you more literate. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, so I have definitely been. Uh, learning braille and uh, I am definitely determined to learn a lot of braille and go to a, I mean, go as far as I mean, I can go in the time that I'm here. What about um, um, cooking and doing things in the personal management? Have you uh, gotten that far yet? Yes, cooking was one thing that I thought I'll never do again. <laughs> I definitely didn't ever imagine that someone who's blind can never touch a stove, you know. Right. And not you know, bend down the house or bend themselves. <laughs> so it was very nice to come to Bosma and discover that well, being blind can't stop you from you know being a cook. You can still you know cook safely, and still you know cook you know some good food. You just have to learn the right techniques and the right ways to do it safely. And uh, I definitely have been looking hard to learn. You know, I wasn't really. Uh, doing too much, you know, of the cooking before I lost my sight, but it's something which after I lost my sight, I wanted to learn because uh, even though I didn't cook much uh, before, you know, uh, I still could cook if I really said, okay, I want to cook something, I could go ahead and just do it. But being blind, I was like, okay, now if I want to cook something, I really can't do it. So coming to Bosma was a chance for me to get to learn some of those skills. It's one thing to not cook because you want not to cook, but if you don't cook because you can't cook, eh, that's a different yeah, <laughs> situation. A different story right there. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I've been learning that as well at Bosma, the PM, and it's been going very well. And one more orientation and mobility. I know uh, getting out there with the cane sometimes can be scary, and you know taking the bus and things like that. How how was your orientation and mobility skills? Oh yeah, I thought I taught myself cane skills before I came here. Uh-huh. I found out that I really had only began to scratch the tip of the surface, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you know, I mean, that was one thing which. Uh, if you're blind, you really cannot teach yourself how to uh, cross streets safely. Right. Because if you're wrong, guess what? The car hits you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got some consequences. Exactly. <laughs> That's the one skill where even if I wanted to, I did not dare try to teach myself how to cross a street. Mm-hmm. And after I even come here and been here for two months now, I've been getting training on our public call, very advanced training on. <laughs> on how to safely you know get around how to you know cross streets how to uh, walk on like in the community you know just from block to block to block to block and back to your house you know just those basic things that i used to do before you know and i used to love to you know go for walks like when i decide yes so, so who, who are you working with right now with your orientation and mobility and uh, right now uh, yeah. My instructor is called uh, Bianca. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So she's, she's gonna definitely get you right. Definitely <laughs> been uh, making sure that yeah, I'm learning, you know, and I'm working hard, and it's been very helpful, and uh, I'm very glad that you know I got to work with her. I've been learning a lot, but uh, definitely I feel I've you know, I mean I've taken you know I mean back some you know I mean some control I mean like of my life because there were things before that I love to do such as I'm going out for walks which I couldn't do anymore. And until I came um, to Bosma, I did not, you know, by myself, you know, go for a walk. Something which I'd done for, I mean, wow, I mean, uh, for decades, which, because I love to do it. But after I, I became blind, I did not dare take a walk all by myself because I was like, I'll get lost, you know? <laughs> and uh, that was a big fear. But after I came to Bosma, within a, a month of, you know, and being here, I began taking walks at home on my own. I'll just go out, you know, go for a walk. Sounds good. And come back home safely. Sounds so, yes. wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Definitely preparing you for life out there, taking advantage of our comprehensive rehabilitation program. So it's wonderful to see that you're adjusting um, well right now. So um, do you plan on um, getting back into the computer field once you're done with Bosma, maybe in the near future? That is my hope. My hope is to um, go back to what I have, you know, done for many years. Yes. And I'm also someone, you know, that's open to uh, new things in life. Um, I mean, I believe I, you know, I can learn many uh, new skills. So even though I want to um, go back to my to my to my old field, I'm someone who's willing to try new things. So that's kind of my you know view about the future. That if something new, I mean that's interesting, you know, and does come up, well, I'm all for it. So I'm looking forward to what the next chapter of my life will bring. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast, and if you guys got 
have any questions regarding Bosman Enterprises and our services, feel free to visit us at www.bosman.org. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and follow us on all social media channels. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.